The following is a production of Art Trap Productions, brought to you by the Gallifreyan Embassy and has been made possible by supporting subscribers and donations from listeners like you. This episode brought to you by Pachak Supporting Subscribers. Go to arttrap.com slash Pachak Supporter to become a supporting subscriber. Support the show and get extra content and other bonuses. This episode brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash podshock. Over 85,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. This episode also supported by the Podshock Podcast Companion app for the iPhone, iPad, and iPod Touch, now in the iTunes App Store. Live from Gallifrey Macula, it's Doctor Who, Podshock. Gallifreyan Embassy presents Doctor Who Podjock, episode 329. Thank you, Ian. This is Louis Trapani, and I'm just saying that because sometimes I, I leave myself a last and then I forget myself. So, uh, but joining Ian is, um, well, first of all, before I introduce everyone else, since I did mention Ian, I want to say happy birthday, Ian, even though it was yesterday, and by the time you listen to it, to this episode, it might be a few days ago, but it still prevails. A happy birthday to Mr. Ian Bissett, who joins us several states below me on the um, on, on this side of the pond. On the evolutionary scale. <laughs> I say <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be nice to me. It was my birthday. Oh, sorry, sorry. Exalted one. Yeah. <laughs> You're not worthy. You're not worthy. <laughs> thank you very much, Lewis. And thanks uh, for being here. It's always a pleasure to have you on board. It's a pleasure to be had. And let's go to your cohort in crime across the pond, Mr. Dave A.C. Cooper. Hello, Dave. I feel like a good... Hello, but I feel like a gooseberry now. You and Ian were getting along so well there. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's great to have you both on the show. And as we continue the rundown on 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 the hosts with the most, we go to Lee Shackelford back in the states here. Hi guys, I am here. Excellent. Okay. Great to have you back. I'm glad sorry we missed you last time. And uh, I'm glad that you're able to join us this time, especially since uh, there was a moment there where we thought we were going to miss you again this time. Uh, thank you so much. Good to have you back. But the good news is our aim is improving. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we won't miss you next time. <laughs> we went to 22 1A. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Downstairs. Well, also stateside and uh, a, a little bit off to the, well, off to the west, just a, a teensy bit there into the next time zone, but all time is relative and timey-wimey is Mr. Kyle Jones. Welcome back, Kyle. You've got it. Glad to be here. You're right. All time is relative. So wherever you are, welcome, welcome. Glad to be here. Yes, all time is illusion and lunchtime doubly so. Yes. <laughs> So it's episode 329, and as um, you know, as Ian had introduced the show, the Gallifrey Embassy presents Doctor Who Podshock, and 
uh, as we had mentioned in our last episode, that the California Embassy is celebrating 30 years right now, and we're on, we're inside of another anniversary with this episode because um, on the 20th anniversary of the Gallifrey Embassy, we launched a little thing which may have gone unnoticed by many people. It was um, something that was called a, a podcast, and it was called Doctor Who Podshock, and that was ten years ago. This well, this week when when this goes out, it actually it was recorded sometime around the end of July, and it went out. Um, the, I don't know, probably just a little bit um, into the first week of August. I think I think it was August ninth or tenth or um, somewhere in there. <laughs> Actually, hey, Lewis, I just looked it up on the website, and it looks like you posted, let's see, what does it say, August the 10th, 2005, 4.32 a.m., so that was first episode. Well, that's probably just when, found that. when it got posted to the website, and then it probably went on the feed shortly before that, so yeah, so, so somewhere in that vicinity there. And, um, yeah, yeah, well, that episode, I have to say, is um, not one that, well, not, not that I re listened to many of our past episodes, but um, I remember recording that one, and we were still, well, <laughs> very green uh, in the podcasting um, realm, you know, and as far as figuring out, you know, how to do it exactly, and, um, and we were getting this... Um, delayed feedback in our headsets so we were hearing ourselves but a couple seconds later and it was so distracting you know until we were able to figure that out and eliminate that problem so it was like hearing ourselves while we were talking but you know time delayed a couple seconds well uh, as uh, to borrow a line from uh, larry gilbert's play uh, city of angels nobody gets a hole in one the first time at bat that's right <laughs> So, um, if you want to, uh, you know, really, you know, <laughs> go, you know, go into nostalgia, you can re-listen to that first episode. But I warn you, it's a little rough around the edges. But you know, you got to start somewhere, and um, everything, exactly. every journey begins with the first step. So that was. I, it's so hard to believe it's been ten years now, and um, so much has happened in that ten years, and um, you know, so many, well, uh, good things and bad things, and but that's all part of life, you know. And we're still here, and we still. I mean, the whole point of Doctor Who Pachak was to come together as a community of fans to enjoy. Doctor Who, the television show, and, and that's what we're still doing. So I think our mission is still intact, and we're still going forward with that. So so happy anniversary to us. Yay! <laughs> Yay. Cheers. 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 I'll drink to that. Indeed. Very good. All right, well, to that end, to that mission statement, let's. we've got some news to report, and that means we have some Doctor Who news, which means... This I think I, I I wonder if this goes back to the first episode. It may. I know we haven't changed it, but here it is. That old clunky typewriter. Oh. <laughs> Signal. I think it's time you change that. I think it's time you change the ribbon there. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have to update it to Windows 10, don't we? Oh, that's right. <laughs> It'll do it by itself. <laughs> Microsoft will do it for you. I just got the blue screen of death when I tried to do that. All right. Well, <laughs> on your blue Mac, ribbon yeah. of, on my Mac, the yes. blue ribbon of death. The blue ribbon of death. Yes. 
Okay, well, in the news, uh, if we can travel, well, let's see. Wait a minute. We'll hear some more um, trivia. Ten years ago, it was still a planet. <laughs> it, it was still a, <laughs> a full-fledged planet. <laughs> Well, since right. that time, it's now it's it's still a planet, but now it's it's considered a dwarf planet. But the um, the the scientists that are invested that well, we should, everyone. I mean, I'm assuming everyone knows because it's been all on the news that New Horizon, the um, the the probe that was launched in nine years ago, even it was launched after Doctor Who Podshock. And it got. It took nine years to get to Pluto. It was maybe about um, a week or two ago. We've got it's you know its first photos, like really nice, crisp photos that it was taken from that journey of Pluto. And um, so, but the the NASA team that's been surveying all the information and um, all the uh, the mapping of the planet and its moons and has. Um, designated certain areas and certain regions of um of pluto and its moons and um it's been giving names and some of those names are um a tribute a nod to both doc well uh, 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 many things of doctor who of star trek of um hitchhiker's guide um 2001 a space odyssey um star wars alien um, a lot of uh, um, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. But so, we're, we're, since this is a Doctor Who podcast, we'll focus on the Doctor Who um, names. And there's two regions there. One is um, on Sharon or Karen, depending on how you want to pronounce the moon. It's uh, there's a large dark region on that moon, and it's been dubbed Gallifrey Macula. Right? Is, am I pronouncing that right? We're, we're That's still right. Sure. I think so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the other is it's a it's a neighboring rift, and it's now called Tardis. And is it Chasma? Chasma? Chasma, I think. Yeah. Okay. Probably, yeah. So, and it was uh, the probe flew by Pluto on July 14th. So it was the 14th of July. I, I knew it was sometime within the last couple of weeks. As we record this, it's it's actually August 1st. Just so um, for those keeping tabs of time and space and relative dimensions among us. No well, trends. Yeah, yeah. No trends at all, though. <laughs> Not yet. We don't want it. We don't want to know where that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Do you know, Lewis? Well, once you when you started talking about. Um, the dates, it, it, it really hit me for the first time that um, New Horizons, the, the spacecraft, its journey has almost exactly paralleled New Who. It, it, it lifted off on January 19, 2006. So that was Christopher Eccleston was the doctor. No, no, not, so everything. No, no, 2006 would have uh, David Tennant would have been. Because uh, 2005 is when Doctor Would he already? Cause yeah, because it was the end of yeah. of, of Eccleston's um, series that we he rejected. That's right, because yeah, the new series started in March. Yeah, you're right, of course. So it was, so, yeah, by then. It was the Christmas of 2005. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. So we just had to, yeah, we just met the Sycorax, yeah. yeah. So everything that's happened since the Sycorax, New Horizons has been flying at 30,000 miles an hour. And it's just arrived at Pluto. So it has a lot of Doctor Who to catch up on. 
It's been yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but but lest we fail to get staggered by the size of our solar system, just think about that. All of that Doctor Who that you've seen, mm-hmm. that ship was flying at thirty thousand miles an hour. Wow! And just reached Pluto. It's incredible. So there we are. But yeah, yeah. How significant is that for you know uh, in in a, in a pop culture environment for this show that we love to now be immortalized in this way? Those names will stick. They will be there yeah, it's, as long as there are people to call them. Yeah, we, we should say, of course, that the, these names, given our um, provisional names put forward, the, they are proposal names. Oh, these are these are not. Uh, this did not come from. Uh, Yeah. Well, it's, 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 the scientific inv- bodies that do. Yeah, they've invited names to be given, but um, I see. Th- yeah. Uh, yeah, the you still have to still names, approve yeah. them. Yeah. I think the the main name that's been given so far is um, to that heart shaped uh, feature on Pluto itself, to so mm. the discovery discoverer of Pluto. Uh, that's the only one that's had a, a that's a hard fast name. I think that seems only right. Yeah. Mm. Now, if it had appeared that there were two hearts, ah, well, <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> So, um, speaking of anniversaries, we're a couple years out of the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who, and uh, if you recall, during the 50th anniversary special, and and speaking of, um, you know, current doctors and future doctors making um, appearances, and, um, you know, where where we got a glimpse of David Tennant in the, the very last Christopher Eccleston episode, um, we got a glimpse of Peter Capaldi in the Doctor Who Day of the Doctor special in November 2013. It was just um, some eyebrow and eyes action, really, because um, <laughs> I, I don't think they had his uh, costume worked out at that point. So I think they just focused on, you know, a close up of his eyes there. So uh, we're, we're going to talk further in this episode about speculation of what might might be coming in the next series of Doctor Who. But um this this story has to do with um, he, he had made a mention I believe it was at possibly at San Diego yeah it was at San Diego Comic Con where uh, he explains that and and this I hope this isn't a spoiler but he, he didn't give anything away but someone had asked him whether or not there will be anything in the series that will explain his cameo in that ep, in that special and he said that he couldn't really talk too much about it but it it's it's something that it would there will be um some sort of explanation in the upcoming series i believe concerning it in the forthcoming series yeah it's interesting Yeah, it's, it's very tempting, isn't it? To because uh, I mean, at one, I, I'm one of these people that on one side I don't really want to to know what's coming, on the other you, you hear little tidbits like this, and uh, you know it's very difficult to uh, ignore it. Well, yeah, he. I mean, this is he. This is what he told, um, and I think the the person I had asked him there was um, Eric Nagel. So he says, "Well, you know, it's really hard right na- right at the moment. I'm here at Comic Con, but I'm actually in the middle of filming episode 11, which is part of the finale of the season. So this stuff is unfolding in episode 11, and I know 
I know certain things are happening in episode 12, and I haven't read episode 12, but I, but I don't know exactly what's going, but I don't know exactly what's going on there. But in the answer to your question, you'll have to wait and see. So he's kind of just teasing that there's going to be more to it. So we'll have to wait and see. And also, I think probably since our last episode that's gone out, the just a little factoid of news, I'm not sure if, if it was in our last episode or not, that the date for the series coming back is, has been confirmed to be the 19th of September, which is, uh, ah, mighty, it's talk like a pirate day. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. February! <laughs> <laughs> So mark that on your calendar. I'm sure if you're listening, you probably already have, because if you're listening, you're a Doctor Who fan, and you probably already know, it's the 19th of September, which um, is, what, about eight weeks away or nine weeks away from the time we're recording this? Thereabout, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And a related story, there's going to be a... um, a cinema event, and of course, to the delight of myself and Ian, it's going to be in 3D. I say that. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I rather, my, my, my feeling on 3D is just, you know, it's just another thing to wear. You know, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, a, it's for me, it's just been very gimmicky. But uh, so they're, they're doing, they're, they're having some sort of event in the theaters. Um, which is going to be on September 15th and 16th. And it's going to be something, it's, it's sort of like, um, it's, it's going to introduce, it's going to lead into the series. It's, it's um, Dark Water and Death in Heaven. Well, Death in Heaven is, is what we've, we've seen these already. Right. Yeah. Those are the, the last two episodes yeah. of the last so series. So th- that's not anything new. I, th- this isn't, so the, the, well, it's, it's, it's new in terms of the fact that it's going to be shown in 3D. Because oh, if you okay. remember, Doctor, Doctor Who, uh, uh, in fact, the BBC in general, ha- have terminated their uh, 3D experiments, not just in science fiction. I mean, uh, for instance, Wimbledon that's just gone ahead, uh, they haven't done any 3D on that. They haven't done any 3D on things like the, uh, you know, okay. uh, any of the proms and things like that. Um, but what what interests to me and, and, and people like Darth has obviously been on, on Podshock in the past, what will be interesting to them more than the fact that it's been shown in 3D is the fact that it's going to be presented in 3 Real HD uh, Dolby Atmos sound. Uh, Yes, get your Atmos uh, stickers on your cabs. One of the great things about uh, Doctor Who, uh, as people have said, is is the way that the sound stage is now, you know, it's a craft in and of itself. Isn't Atmos um, how the so, Santarans invaded Earth using Atmos? Or? Yeah, that was I don't the trust joke. That, Atmos that was right. the joke about yeah. the sticker on your tank. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's why yeah. I'm just yeah. making sure. So, but the, the yeah. it's going to feature a it's going to um, the event will feature the Doctor's meditation, which is a special scene that's going to be that will lead into the first episode of the next series. That's right, yeah. Um, the the thing that I was saying about the 3D, though, however, is um, whether this is going to be um, 
retrofitted HD, as it were. I mean, many people will know with things like, you know, Harry Potter of the movies, they were they they, uh, they retrofitted 3D on a yeah. couple of them. They, they did that with the Phantom Menace uh, too. Right. So I'm wondering if this is sort of computer working out the Z, I think it's the Z dimension for depth. Um, but uh, they're, they're obviously, as you say, by having that little teaser as well, they're, they're putting together an event. So, first of all, it's it's great the fact that it's another thing with Doctor Who in cinema. So, uh, you know, it, it's keeping the profile of Doctor Who high. Uh, it's still showing Doctor Who as a innovative, in, 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 uh, that word. Um, and as I say, the thing that interests me more is the um, is the actual sound stage that they're doing. And, and just on a personal note, uh, as a person who now has a 4K TV, I, I, I will say that um, actually it makes 3D TV um, slightly redundant because the extra detail in a 4K picture. And especially with the new TVs that have what's called local dimming, where it works out, because uh, they all have onboard computers now, uh, you know, um, and they work out how much light, or how much to illuminate the pixels compared with their Z information and depth. So you get a sense of depth and you get the detail that, in a way, your own eyes create the, the 3D effect. Yeah. Um, so I, I think uh, one of the reasons why TV manufacturers are are pushing 4K now is that you almost get a 3D look. Uh, you know, if you see a skyscraper landscape, you almost get that 3D. Um, a little bit like they do on computer games. Any of the people in the room with us that, that they know that they're coded so that um, I mean they mask it with things like uh, uh, you know smoke and and atmospheric effects, but. With TVs now, that happens. But as I say, I, I think the sound will be the, the the thing that will grab people's attention. Yeah, it's also going to have, um, which I'm assuming is, is is something that they recorded they, and they're going to show. I don't think it's going to be live. They're going to have an interview with Peter Capaldi and Jenna Coleman, hosted by Will Wheaton of Star Trek fame. Yeah, it was just on his birthday a couple of days ago. Oh, well, happy birthday, Will. That's right. We can say happy birthday or shut up, Wesley. <laughs> shut up, Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> of interest to some people, but maybe uh, slightly sidelined. Yeah, well, it's something to get people psyched up for the new series, which is going to launch a few days after that, because this is September 15th and 16th. You know, it will be on the BBC and BBC America the following Saturday on the 19th. Right. Going with the continuing with the tenth anniversary theme of Doctor Who Pachak and, um, and and New Horizons and, and whatever, uh, <laughs> it was ten years ago where um, you know Doctor Who came back on you know onto our screens and it was um, headed up with Russell T Davies and um, also producing the series was um, Julie Gardner and. Um, and, and in those early days, it was Julie Gardner, Jane Trantner, and they were responsible for Doctor Who and for um, Torchwood and Trantor, yeah, yeah. And they now are bringing a new production team, 
a UK-US production company named Bad Wolf. So Bad Wolf actually will exist as an entity, and they're going to produce high-end TV and film um, on a global television market. So uh, this is something that's interesting. I mean, I'm wondering what kind of programming they're going to bring you know, um, hopefully it's something of interest to Doctor Who fans. I'm not saying it's going to be Doctor Who related, but I'm just saying it could be within that science fiction realm, perhaps. Well, yeah, I mean, when uh, Russell T. Davis left and, and, and she left and so on, um, the, I think she, like he did, moved to the States at that time. But she's been uh, fairly low profile in terms of things happening here. But uh, just to give you an idea of the breadth of the things that she's done, uh, and, and uh, one will strike a chord with the American audience more than others, but um, uh, Da Vinci's Demons, Atlantis, uh, but Orphan Black, I think, uh, has been probably had oh, higher profile in the, in the States. So, I mean, these are quality programs that her name is associated, not just associated, but she's been instrumental mm-hmm. in them. The only thing that amazes me is, um, I don't know who, the, obviously they have the copyright to use the, the name Bad Wolf because um, uh, uh, whether it's the fact that you couldn't copyright that from well, the fact that that appeared on the TV series. It wouldn't be a copyright, it would be a trademark if, if that's um, right. to use the right terminology. It would be a trade Mark that they would Thank have you. to, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming the. I'm, I don't know. Maybe, I'm guessing maybe they might have got consent from Russell T to use that name, or who knows? I don't know. Right, it was him, was it? Right, okay. But yeah, and, and also to 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 mention Tranter as well. Uh, she was the BBC controller of uh, drama commissioning, and she oversaw commissioning of programmes during State of Play, Bleak House, fantastic Bleak House, uh, uh, Spooks, The Lost Prince, Criminal Justice. Little Dorrit, uh, House of Saddam, that was actually very interesting. Life on Mars. So, I mean, these girls, I yeah. mean, uh, like they the, really are, uh, they've, they've got a track record. Yeah. Yeah. Being human, um, you, you mentioned Life on Mars. Oh, those, yeah. Yeah. Good, yeah. So it's all Casanova. Yeah, I mean it's all great stuff here. So that's why it's very interesting to see where this is going to go and what they're going to develop. But we'll have to just wait and see. In fact, they've had nearly as big a journey as uh, New Horizons has. I don't know. I'm, I'm skeptical about their production company. I mean, do you think that uh, a, a show with, that has a woman as a showrunner could ever really gain any kind of longevity or really have any oh, you know, yeah. legs under it? Uh, what, what about the um, the lady who, who's uh, responsible for writing a lot of uh, Buffy and that uh, and took over the control of Buffy, whose name I... No, I was. I was being sarcastic. I'm talking oh, about yeah. Verity oh. Lambert. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. It's, it's a subtle joke, but still. Yeah, yeah too subtle for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but three cheers for them, I say. I mean, uh, this this is a, 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 a marketplace that is almost entirely dominated by men, and I think I wish Jane and Julie well on this. Um, go get them. They said they're going to be here, doing here. Um, their first. Their first outing will be a Sherlock Holmes um, thing where they'll change the gender to uh, 
to female and call it herlock. <laughs> exactly. Herlock's <laughs> never been tried before, us. It? It'll never, it'll never work. It'll never fly, Orville. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, you wouldn't know anything about that. No, I don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if well, you are if you are interested in in such a thing, check out Herlock series, which I, I don't know if it's it's is it the is the Kickstarter still on or? No, no, we uh, our time ran out and we didn't make our goals. So oh. who knows what will happen to us next? But there we are. But yeah, Herlock.us is still out there. So go yeah, and have check a it out and, and please support it. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Oh, thank you. You're quite welcome. So, next in the news, um, well, we're seeing the genesis of the Cybermen, or at least that's what Peter Capaldi would like to see. Um, this sort of bleeds into our um, speculation of what's to come, perhaps. But um, so he had he had mentioned yeah. something about this at a perhaps at the San Diego uh, Comic Con. Or I was think this was event? the Comic-Con, yeah. And I, I just mentioned it because the interview itself was recent and news. But, yeah, this definitely touches on things we'll want to talk about later on because he's got a wish list, and it corresponds with the uh, – it overlaps with one of our wish list uh, items too. So, anyway, yeah, I guess we can talk about that more later on. Mm-hmm. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, the Cybermen have never been really my great ones. But on the other hand, they've had – more alliterations than almost any other monster in Doctor Who, I would have thought. They're, they're different almost every time, aren't they? That's one of the fascinations to me. Well, they're used to talking as sing-song voice. <laughs> yeah. I, I miss the little the little doors over their mouths. I, I, I'd like to see that again, actually. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is all exciting news, you know, as far as um, what we've been discussing. And, and on that you know, keeping with that flow of excitement, it's exciting to see that there's going to be a, that Doctor Who is going to be represented in a new video game that's coming out. I believe it's September 27th. Doctor Who, um, well, it's it's called it's a Lego video game. It's Lego Dimensions, and it features the Doctor, all of them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's pretty exciting. <laughs> in a Lego form, I mean, if Lego video games have been out for a while, they, they have been Star Wars ones, Batman ones, um, other you know franchises that have that Lego has uh, tapped into to develop. You know, you know, and you know, if you're familiar with them, they're, they're video games, but they look like Lego toys. And there, there was a feature movie as well, not too long ago, a couple yeah. of years ago. So yeah, so this is pretty exciting. It is a a trailer for it, which um, I urge you to see. It's, it has lots of Doctor Who elements in it, uh, along with some, um, some other uh, what I had just mentioned. That I think Batman appears in it, and Gandalf from Lord of the Rings, and um, so the DeLorean, the, the DeLorean, yeah. Also. yeah. So uh, the video game Portal features in it too. Yeah. Just sit there. You've got a bunch of monsters to meet. Who are you? What did you do to us? Is he always like this wild style? This is the TARDIS. 
It travels time. I've met you three before, but you haven't met me yet. Can someone explain to me what's going on, please? Yeah, it looks like an awful lot of fun, and the the, the great thing about it is, um, from the trailer that we've seen, you get to actually play as every Doctor. Anytime your character dies when you're playing as the Doctor, you actually regenerate into another another version of the Doctor, and so you basically cycle through all the Doctors. Depending on how good you are yeah. playing. <laughs> right. Yeah. You may be William Hartnell forever. I suppose <laughs> I should clarify that with my little joke. It does say 12 Doctors, not 13. So I'm assuming the John Hurt character is not involved. No, I well, think he, Lee had... I, I was freeze-framing through the video, yeah, and there's definitely a little depiction of him in there, so... Ah. Uh, that suggests that he's a playable character. I know, but uh, and Ian was saying that uh, as whichever doctor you choose, when you enter the TARDIS, the, uh, uh, the TARDIS set there is the one appropriate to that doctor. So it yeah. it changes the logo thing, our Lego thing, not the desktop. <laughs> That's right, the desk, the Lego. the Lego theme. Yeah, yeah, Lego theme. A certain member of the Radio Free Scaro uh, podcast will uh, be delighted, no doubt. I don't think we'll ever see, see Stephen Schapansky again. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'll be playing Lego Dimensions forever. Well, he's a well-known yeah. Lego supporter and fan, yeah. Yeah, well, loves his Lego. When you see the, the trailer, you'll see that it that uh, they've really gone all out with the Doctor Who branding, that it's even presented in the style of the opening and closing titles of the series. And uh, um, know, the whole, it's, um, it's just, I think it's lovely. It just uh, looks like a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. It, there was a game, um, and I don't think it was an official game. It uh, might have been, um, you know, back in the early days of computers. I think I think it was on the Amiga that I, I saw it on, and it was a Datu version of. Um, and I'm trying to think of the classic game where you have to avoid. Um, was it Berserko or Berserk? Well, you have to. Where like they're robots chasing you, and um, but they change it to Daleks, and then. But but the point is that any time your character died, it it regenerated into the next Doctor, and at, at that time, it, I think maybe Sylvester McCoy was the was huh. the last one. But uh, <laughs> that's as far as you can go. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're describing the dream you had last night. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Now it was a. Uh, 
actually it was a pretty fun game. I mean, it was simple, but it was it was fun, you know, at the time. There, there, there have there have been some Doctor Who official games. There was a Doctor Who game for like the Atari ST, and um, but it was very simplistic. Uh, they're, they're, Doctor Who hasn't had that much success, at least in my opinion, in the Doctor Who video game realm. But Lego has a traditional good standing with i mean the star wars lego games i've played oh they there was even the indiana jones lego games too so and i I think they all did pretty well and they've all been um critically acclaimed and and you know with due respect so so this is something to look forward to i think yes yes okay what's in what's what else is in the news um uh, we, well, we've noticed the fact that well, uh, Comic Con had uh, Peter Capaldi and Jenna Coleman and Michelle Gomez all there, and uh, yeah, that was what uh, last watched. month was it? Yeah. Usually in July, or yeah, yeah, it was last month. I watched probably about thirty-five, forty minutes of it. Very good uh, uh, from all three of them, and Stephen Moffat was there too. Of course, yeah. And this is yeah. Peter's first appearance, isn't it? In a in yes. A, yeah. Yeah. And I think it was emceed by uh Chris Hardwick. Okay. Interesting. Which is a big Doctor Who fan, I believe. Well, if I understand right, uh, well, yeah, Peter Capaldi did a charming little uh, interview with uh, Conan O'Brien while there and he talked about the fact that he had been told by security you know you you mustn't go out on the streets where all these people are lined up around the block to try to get in because they'll mob you and he took that very seriously at first and then said you know what what the hell uh, these are these are these are the fans of the show and went out and, and went down the line talking to people in the standing out in the sun to, well that's great because so. he himself was a fan he, i mean he exactly that's it he he, he knows <laughs> i just thought now uh, is that a is that a sweet guy? I mean, because he totally did not have to do that. No. I mean, that's that's Sword one of the major injury. things that it's that's different about. I mean, it's just the nature of the beast. It comes with the success of the show. Is that being how popular and mainstream it's become now? Is that anytime you have a standing doctor, a current actor that's playing the doctor at any event it's it's a mob scene you know and i'm even oh i should say it's funny i'm not even limited to just the the current doctor i'm sure the same thing would happen if david Tennant was there or but because especially when it's a sitting sure standing doctor because that's people want to know what's coming up and what's going on and all that so back in the day you know back in the 80s you know colin baker could walk down the streets of new york and not and probably not be noticed except for maybe a few people you know here and there in it's it's mm-hmm. a, a different um, different monster, a different animal today. Very true. Yeah. Well, we didn't have Doctor Who billboards or or, or um, advertising on buses in New York City back then. Well, <laughs> yeah. BBC. Well, as we were talking about the other day, I think. Yeah. And yeah, now, now you can go into drugstores in America and buy sonic screwdriver toys yeah. and so on. It's, I know. I remember that. Was it like that when we were kids? Yeah, boy, we had I to wait you. for a convention or yeah. travel to God knows how, how far to get to a like a comic book science fiction dealer store or whatever and, and to get our, exactly. our fix. But I, I remember yeah, that Dave, being in the, in the local CBS. Or have Dave just ship it to yeah, us. Yeah, or have Dave ship it to us, yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, we, we couldn't wait for PBS back in the day either, so we had to have friends in the U.K. to uh, 
and 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 to get over the the, the PAL and NTCS uh, incompatibilities, sometimes it, it meant some, right. taking yeah. a video camera and shooting it at the television, and then we would get That's headaches right. watching these flickery images <sighs> of of new episodes. <laughs> what we such, what fans such wonderful had to piracy we did in those days. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean it's got a rich history, Doctor. I mean I don't really, really want to move on, but I mean uh, uh, come the comes along with that, concomitant with it, as they say, is uh, the fact that we do unfortunately lose people from time to time who've... Because uh, any show that's been running for that long. Mm. So perhaps it's never a good point to mention these things, but um, one of the other pieces of news reported on the 27th of July, Monday, was um, uh, a loss of uh, uh, Robin... Williams. No, Robin uh, Phillips. Well, Phillips. That's what that's where that's come from as uh, Floyd just said, sorry. Uh, yes, uh, Robin Phillips um from nineteen forty two to 90, uh, 2015, um played Altos in uh five episodes of the nineteen sixty four story Keys of Marinus. Uh, accompanying the doctor and his companions on their quest for the uh, the keys, but um, yes. yeah, very sad. Um, I don't know what else. Well, he's also well, in TV series like Compact, Foresight Saga, The Avengers, and The Saint. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, he was only seventy three, and when he uh, he was what like twenty two during that um, you know nineteen sixty four story. So it's. Um, yeah, that's 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 the thing. I, I was just thinking about him as Altos and uh, Keys of Marinus, and he is so young, yeah. and um, it's an interesting character. You know, he's kind of morally ambiguous. It's 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 a wonderful performance, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to think of him having died of old age, it's it's remarkable. But there he is, Robin Phillips. There you go. And that's uh, you know. Um, it's only recently that we had the oldest surviving. That's actor, right. Yeah, Olaf uh, Pule that had died. That's a uh, age of one hundred and one. Mm. Up until that point, it was a very exciting news segment. No, it's not. It's just you know, it's the reality of you know the show's over fifty Live. years old. So these you that, know that's going to happen. We've been doing this uh, for the past ten years. We've been reporting on on passings, and unfortunately, I mean, think of, you know, again reflecting back to when Doctor Pachak was launched, we still had um, Verity Lambert was still with us. You know, it's just it's true. You know, so much has we have seen so many passings, unfortunately, since since you know the last ten years you know, that we reported on. So it's, this is another one. But we'll be back. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with um, some speculation of what's to come. We're, uh, like I said, we're about seven weeks away from the new series, um, Series 9 or the 2015 series um, season or whatever you want to call it, uh, New Adventures of Doctor Who with Peter Capaldi and um, Julie Jenner, <laughs> Jenner Coleman. Something to look forward to. We re- we'll be right back with more of that as well. Oh. Don't cross the train. I was also thrown off by Doctor exactly. Who theme, Sonia Belosova. I just realized that would be something fun to talk about too, but anyway. If you want to talk about Onward. it, feel free. I, I just didn't know anything about it, so I... 
that was a, that was amazing. Oh, well, yeah. is that the pianist? The, pi- the yes, yes. Okay, he does the cover of the Doctor Who theme, yes. dressed as uh, twelve Doctors. Oh, right. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, that was excellent. Yeah, I, I just didn't recognize the name off the bat. Yeah, uh, play a piano. Play a, uh, right. If yes, you search on YouTube, definitely yet. worth a mention. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, we were just talking about uh, the Lego game that had all the doctors in. I thought, oh, wait a minute, I've seen somebody be all the doctors. Yeah, ooh, what was her name? Yeah, Sonia Belosuva. And they also uh, do a Game of Thrones, too. Oh. Ah, interesting. Very she promises that she's going to do um, I Am the Doctor. Um, yes, that's and I don't coming know, up with next. The same, employing the same gimmick or what. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway. All right, well, check it out. It's on YouTube. Hi, my name's Louise Jameson. I played Leela way back in the day, and I'm listening to the Pop Shop. Hurrah! This is a full-packed episode of Doctor Who Podshock, but I want to take a little time to, uh, as we celebrate the 10th anniversary of Doctor Who Podshock, to take a little time to appreciate and thanks to all of you that made it possible. Um, we wouldn't be doing this show without your continued listenership and your continued support. And uh, over the years, um, those that have co-hosted the show and those that have um, that have been correspondents to the show and have been sending us feedback, and of course, those that are supporting subscribers, um, we wouldn't be able to be here celebrating tenth the tenth anniversary of Doctor Panchak celebrating ten years if it wasn't for for everyone that that contributed in one way or another. And um, if if you'd like to become a Dr. Who Pachuk supporter, you can do so by the various means I just mentioned. And if you're interested in becoming a supporting subscriber, you can go to pachuk.net or arttrap.com, and you'll find links to it on the top there, banner ads. It does really make a big difference, and it helps the show, and it makes sure that we can bring you the show on a regular basis. So, um, but hats off to all those that have been and continue to be Pachak supporting subscribers and all those that have made a difference and contributed to the show. So, um, just a quick mention there. Let's get back to Doctor Who Pachak because there's so much more to come. And we're back with Dr. Upachuk. Once again, joining the show um, is Dave Cooper, Ian Bissett, Lee Shockerford, and Kyle Jones, and myself, Louis Trapani. And we're back talking about this little show called Dr. Who. And this little show is coming back on the 19th of September. And um, some of you... Okay, first of all, this is just speculation that we're discussing we're not giving any spoil at least no known spoilers that we can you know if it's a coincidence that we think of something that happens it's we're not knowingly giving you any spoilers but if that's something right. that you know you don't want to hear even speculation then maybe save this until the series launches or but like i said we're, we're not we're, we're not giving out any spoilers that we know about that's right. But if we guess right, you heard it here first. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We'll take the credit. Exactly. Yes. And as always, we encourage your feedback, too, and let us know what, what you may be thinking and what you may, your aspirations and what your, what, you, what your hopes are for the new series. Absolutely. 
Uh, well, I, I have to give credit to uh, to Kyle because Kyle has put together some uh, amazing questions on, um, on on what's to come. You know, some possibilities and, and uh, some things that we can um, um, explore. You know, we know that mo- um, Michelle Gomez is coming back, so we know Missy will be returning. So we have to ponder. You know. Well, we know Missy is the master, and the master always comes back after after his or now her demise. So, uh, how is Missy coming back? Or will will there be an explanation? Oh, I think that's an easy one. Okay, sure. Yeah, well, she gets uh, not. This is not spoiler because it happened in the last series. She actually gets shot at while they're in the graveyard, uh, and she's right in front of an actual tombstone or graveyard. Basically, I think that's just her chameleon circuit of a TARDIS. She basically get, drops into a TARDIS. I agree a hundred percent. I don't think that it'll be, be explained at all. Just, it never <laughs> does get explained. The sidestep it, yeah. yeah. And it'll just, how did you survive? Oh, doctor, I always survive. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I, 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 that would be unfortunate, but I, something tells me you're right, that that's how that's going to be handled. But wouldn't it be interesting to encounter the Master's TARDIS again? Because the Master hasn't had a TARDIS in the new series. No, huh? it's been that 1980s since we've seen it, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, we haven't seen, we haven't seen his TARDIS. Her TARDIS. <laughs> Pronouns are <laughs> difficult. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> even the master's TARDIS. <laughs> even in, even in the 1996 uh, movie, you didn't see it. Nope. Yeah, so we don't know where it is. Does it still exist? Is it? Yeah. Did Did the master steal a new one? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so there, there's a question for you, but yeah, yeah. How did Missy survive? Well, the master survive? Hate this Missy business. It's just the master. And speaking <laughs> of surviving, yeah. How how did uh, we all uh, have probably seen? I know we've talked about it on here with Ingrid Oliver returning it as Osgood question is how did she survive or did she survive she survived because she was never killed in the first place are we looking at Osgood or Zosgood yes <laughs> Zygon Osgood Zosgood which one got killed we should also um in, in case you haven't seen it, and it's on our website at podshock.net, there's a teaser trailer for the upcoming series. So if you haven't seen that, again, if you're very sensitive to any type of spoilers, but this has been officially released as the teaser trailer, so anything that's in, I mean, it's the cat's out of the bag, so to speak, you know, unless you completely want to be blinded with, you know, without knowing anything about the new series. But you want to, if you want to check out the teaser trailer, you'll see... Um, <laughs> you'll see a Zygon in it. So you, you, it's it's a possibility oh. that, um, you know, speaking of Osgood and Zygons, it, it might be, yeah. Oh, is she coming back? I mean, is she coming back as herself? Or is she coming back as the Zygon? I mean, because they've got two ways of playing that, haven't they? Well, it's, it is a time travel well, series, so it could actually be before she 
passed before she was killed. Mm-hmm. In typical Moffat fashion, what I think is going to happen is it will either be the Zygon version or it will be from the from a time before she actually w- was killed, and that adds more to the emotional sadness of seeing her again. Whether it's seeing something that's not really her or seeing her before, and the fans know, okay, this is a, going to eventually happen to you. I, I think that's what's going to happen, one of those two things. I don't think it'll actually be a, oh, well, she really didn't die. All right. Yes, because, I mean, um, again, Stephen Moffat did make a big play of the fact that sometimes, you know, you've got to, you've got to hit, hit the reality button. <laughs> and, um, you know, you, somebody's got to be sacrificed. Uh, a little bit we've had with, um, in other science fiction franchi- franchises like, um, you know, Harry Potter, you know, you have to have a major character die at some point. Game mm. of Thrones, wow. I mean, yeah, do they go overboard? So, uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I think it would undermine it some ways if it, if it is the main character coming back. Um, yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When we did our uh, unanswered questions show, I think we yeah. all agreed that if it turns out that the person that Missy killed before was the Zygon, then that it does it. It, it cheapens mm-hmm. that whole storyline. It, yeah, it reduces. I said it diminishes the master's power. Yeah. So who knows? <laughs> who knows? Indeed. Who knows? So she knows. Who knows? <laughs> Well, meanwhile, we've been hearing rumors that Clara may depart at the end of Series 9 or even during somewhere in the middle of Series 9. That sounds straight out to me, straight out of uh, Sarah Jane Smith uh, and Elizabeth Sladen, who who was going to leave uh, at the hand of fear and then stay because she'd read the scripts of the upcoming series and and wanted to do uh, the Mask of Mandragora and stayed on uh, for that very reason um, and I also think it, it, it's I, in fact although I think she's a fabulous I mean I, I'm a, a really big fan of her as an actress I think she's she's sitting very well on that fence of you know a standard you know uh, carbon copy companion mm. but yet with, with, with other depths and um, an acting ability that certain pan face actors may not have had. On the other hand, I'm happy for her to go if she does indeed leave during the course of this um, because I I would like to see her travelling with the Doctor as not an impossible girl but a companion, being a companion to a Doctor who's in search of his his, uh, thing. We had that lovely scene where there was a little bit of... uh, uh, misunderstanding our misdirection where you know the, the doctor she thinks the doctor's found Gallifrey and she thinks he thinks that she is now happy not to go traveling because she's got a boyfriend uh, and that gets cleared out of the way so if it's an ordinary companion going with the doctor uh, on his long way journey the long way around to Gallifrey if she's in for three episodes five episodes six I don't like a new companion coming in at Christmas. I don't know what you other guys think about that, but um, yeah, I'm, I, as long as she does at least three stories, I'm fine. 
I agree. You know, they yeah. often do, uh, you know, with the, with the specials, they'll have like, um, you know, if she does leave at the end of this series and not do the Christmas special, they'll do possibly a one-off companion for the Christmas special, which we've seen many times in the, you know, in the past. That's true. Past, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's a possibility. And then they introduce the next new companion in the next series, you know, in 2016. But, and that begs the question whether it would be actually good to have two or three stories where the Doctor's travelling alone. Yeah, well, I think that wouldn't be such a bad thing because, I, as I said in the last series, I, I think, you know, as much as I love the character of Clara and, and Jenna Coleman, sometimes it seems there's this competition of screen time between her and the Doctor, and since we had this new Doctor, I, I don't think he really had that much time to kind of flesh himself out fully in the last series and you know so i i think maybe this series might gives might give him a better opportunity to um you know to you know to really um well i, I think you're right but I, I, who he is you, go ahead i'm sorry i read that as being the fa- no 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 my fault um uh, i read it as the fact that because we know that um, with the 11th Doctor we thought he'd resign himself to he was at the end of his regenerations and that was it it was 600 years on this planet and, and that, he was going to fade out um, and with the, the 12th Doctor we, we, it, he gets this power through the crack that we now believe gives him at least 12 more regenerations if not unlimited regenerations so to me it's a little bit like being a Highlander fan and, um, you know, he's had a really big quickening, as it were. And so, it, it, to me, it made sense that this Doctor came up with this storyline in a way of, who am I? Am I a good man? So, if he's doing that, you actually need a companion that's a more, you know, got it together because the Doctor's sort of a bit flaky at that point but flakier than normal because he's, you know, he's, he's suddenly had come to terms with the fact that his long life was over and now he's, he's a completely new, you know, square one reset to zero thing. Mm-hmm. So that's what I thought. Interesting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Jenna Coleman's just... Um shot a a feature film called Me Before You. She's playing the lead character's sister, so she's not the lead. But, um, you know, you can always look at IMDb and see if somebody's got nine projects that they're doing, and say, Ah. nope, she's gone. (laughs) But but this is the only thing that she's doing right now. I I don't know. I think she's in for at least another season. You mean after this? Do you think she'll stay as long as Stephen yeah. Moffat will? Because t- it's already been announced, well, hasn't it, that Stephen Moffat's staying till for season 10. Yeah. We're talking nine, but he stays the same. Mm-hmm. So she could, well, she could stay hope, and go when he goes. I just hope if she does stay, we don't have more false endings, you know, because I, then, uh, you know, right. I think that diminishes right. her when she actually Over long arcs, yeah. True. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, yeah, I think if they did that, that would be a mistake. Yeah. Or to pick up the idea of the impossible girl again. Oh, no, no, I no think that's, would, got, that's done. Must that would be an least. impossible mistake. 
So, yeah, I, I, I think and hope we're done with that, too. So, anyway. um, if, if, if I can bring into this little argument, our discussion mm-hmm. now, uh, the teaser trailer that you mentioned, Lewis, mm-hmm. um, if it's not jumping too far into that teaser trailer, there is a quite dramatic five, six seconds right at the end of it, which may be something that is a precursor to Clara leaving. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm saying that in a very, you know, obscured way. I mean, I don't know whether you want to say anything more about it or you want to explain what I mean. Well, there's this mysterious um, woman at the end of the, tra- of the teaser trailer. It's, that's what you're speaking of, right? Yes, indeed. So, which And her statements of the doctor. Very Clara-like. Mm-hmm. No, no. I'm thinking in terms of if if Clara's to go, is this the introduction, or is that particular person either going to be a companion or a returning mm. stroke companion relative? Mm-hmm. See where I'm mm-hmm. going here, guys. Yes. Oh, a segue to the next point. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Thank you. See, Lee, Lee can follow a plot. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I... Took you so long, old man. Well, yeah. speaking of Peter Capaldi, <laughs> he has, uh, you know, and people at the end, hint, hint, hint. Peter Capaldi has made several recent references. Uh, at, I know at Comic Con or right around Comic Con, he made a reference to the Dalek invasion of Earth being his all time favorite story. He's also made reference to. The fact that he never went back, and if could it be possible that the person that Dave referenced is actually he's actually going back? So take it from there, guys. Yeah, we, when we were making our uh, unanswered questions um, discussion earlier, that that was one of the things that we talked about yes. was with the doctor. First, doctor promises that he'll come back for his granddaughter and he doesn't and we started saying wow maybe 
maybe it's time. Maybe that's something that the show has in store for us. And um, I had seen Carolyn Ford at Gallifrey, and someone had asked her, would you do the show again? And she said, in a heartbeat. Um, <laughs> in two heartbeats, uh, actually. Yeah, in two heartbeats. In heartbeat. Well, in heartbeat. you know, it, it, this is one of the questions, right? We don't know if she's a full-fledged time lady or not. Uh, is, does, is what we're seeing in that trailer, is that... Is that bringing the character back, but with a different actress playing her, which um, yeah. I'm sure would hack Caroline Ford off tremendously? Um, or, or could or, that actually be her child, perhaps? Certainly, because uh, yeah, we we left her with a with a potential mate. Right. Uh, um, I'd be one of the reasons I'd be interested in 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 um, seeing a, a doctor come back to Susan. And for her to be 50 years older is that it means that we'll have to deal with what happened with Earth under the rule of the Daleks. Because he left her there as part of the human resistance against the Daleks. Well, her timeline doesn't have to have proceeded 50 years. I mean, but she just say, um, was it, what's the actual word she uses? Um, where have you been, old man? Uh, why did it take so long? Yeah, that's true. That is the line. Yeah. So. What? Go on, Kyle. What was it? No, I was just saying that was exactly it. Uh, what took you so long? Right. Old oh, man. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You know, we, we could... That's the bit that gets me, though, is the, is the old man bit, because that just doesn't sound like something Susan would say. That's true. She certainly never called uh, her grandfather... Old man. Old man. Well, yeah, but it maybe... regenerated Susan, which is on different personality. Thank you. personality. Well, sure. <laughs> It does sound like Jenny, though. Mm. The doctor's daughter from that yes. story. Yeah, and two heart no beats, not two heartbeats. <laughs> <laughs> I just think if they don't utilize, if she's willing to come back, she's able to come back, and they don't take that take that while they can to just be blunt about it. If they while she's able to do it, then mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a missed opportunity. It is. Well, she could come in as a cameo, couldn't she, and and yeah. and, uh, and then regenerate to that younger actress uh, right. who's currently yeah. in the Game of Thrones. Right. Or yeah, she, I, she could be playing I, a different I, character I can, I can altogether. Sort of understand. Just, just being in it, you know, in that same story with another actress playing her character. Well, that's perhaps. true. Yeah. You know, she's in uh, in Adventures in Space and Time. Did you? An Adventure in Space and Time. Did you know that? Who is? Okay. Which uh, Caroline Ford. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I thought you were talking about the the, other, the young actress. Yeah, no, Caroline Ford. Her cameo in Adventure in Space and Time is when they're about to show um, the, the, I guess it's the, the Unearthly Child, is that she's uh, she's seen out the street yelling to a little boy. And yeah. She says, that show you wanted to watch is coming on. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. I got it. That's That's awesome. that, no. <laughs> I've got that on Blu-ray. <laughs> a lovely, lovely thing. Yeah, it's a wonderful um, movie if you haven't seen it yet. So speaking of this uh, person from Game of Thrones that we keep referencing, uh, any other speculation on who she might be other than the people we've already discussed? It's the Ronnie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's always with the bloody Ronnie. Yes. Oh my. Had to be said. Somebody had to yes. say it. That's right. Good. Dude. Having dispensed with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So, yeah, Jenny, Susan, uh, oh, we, if we're going to say the Ronnie, we also have to say Romana. Ah, right. yes. Ah, uh, yes. uh, yeah. East Face. So, she might call oh, him old man. Go on, Ian. Well, um, that all depends on whether where they pick Romana up from, whether she whether they're following the, the big finish timeline or or not. That's right. Because she ended up being president of Galaxy. Yes. So if so we're they, treating that as canon, then she's in the bubble too with everybody else. Yeah. yeah. Right. And technically we are treating that as canon if because uh, did because they we used um, oh what's uh, the the uh, companions of the Eighth Doctor. He named all of them in the the Night of the Doctor. Oh, sure did. Yes. Oh, I hadn't thought about that reference. Oh, I have to watch that myself now. And silence has fallen. <laughs> no, I was tripping on his shoelaces. Look about. Uh... Other people. Yes. Yeah, he does this all of his <laughs> companions, so that makes all of his companions canon, which makes him canon, which makes his all of his stories canon. Correct? True. <laughs> Apparently True. so. So there so, you go. Well, you know, I want to go back to something we so were yeah, talking about. Go ahead. Go ahead, Lee. Oh. Well, I want to go oh, back I'm just to... Gonna... Uh, <laughs> no, sorry, go ahead. Wibbly wobbly. Go ahead. <laughs> Don't cross the time streams. I, I can't believe myself for that. <laughs> Do not cross your own. Tr- while we're talking about Caroline Ford, Lala Ward is out there too. So yeah. it would be lovely to see her again. Yeah. But that's all. No, what I wanted to mention, uh, we were talking about mistakes earlier, and they keep referencing, uh, especially in that clip that we're referring to, the trailer, we see the doctor walking somewhere and looking very distraught, and they reference that the doctor makes a mistake at some point, either at the beginning or throughout the duration of the series. What do you guys think the mistake might be? He didn't blow the Daleks up in their nursery. Was it too easy? I don't know. Well, the, the doctor's constantly making mistakes. That's part of the character. Yeah. yeah. Allowing it's the brigadier just... to become a Cyberman. <laughs> Allowing Stephen Moffat to stay on another another season. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Ouch. That would be very meta, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go out on a limb here with this one. This this this, this is as pr- pretty much as far into e-space as I think I could get with this, but bear with me. All right, so in Matt Smith's second season, we started with a story that had the beginning, the, I mean, the cliffhanger actually occurring in the first episode, and we catch up with it. What if the mistake ties into actually having... Uh, Clara leave, somehow the doctor or Missy or some something happens and he knows of Clara's impending death. And we progress to the end where time catches up with, 
the events catches up with what he already knows and ends with her death. So that answers two of the speculation. Does she leave and what what is the mistake? That's that was you know, that could happen. The, the trouble is her death has been has happened so many times already. Would that be a punch? It wouldn't be much of a punchline, would it? I mean, uh, I mean, her living is more of a punchline. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah, we've we've seen her scattered across all of time and space. We've seen her grow old and die, or we've seen her grow very old. Jeez, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the, does anybody know what the other speculation of the mistake is? What? what? No. Well, one of the one of the scenes that they show in the uh, back again to the trailer is a, a planet, and if you look at the domes, some speculation that I've read is that he goes back to Scaro. Mm-hmm. And is the mistake? Does he kill Davros? Amondas. Yes. Uh, Amondas. Yes. Uh, not Amondas. Um, no, yeah, 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 Mondos for yeah. the, uh, yeah, you're right, sorry, yeah. for associating here. Mm. But yeah, that's why I said uh, that maybe he did, that his mistake was he didn't blow the Daleks up in the nursery, that, you know, because I think that's one of the great moments of the classic series, is the fourth Doctor, you know, being stopped in that moment, and his moral crisis, and um, maybe now... He's just finally fed up with it, with the Daleks, and he says, "I should have, <laughs> right or wrong, I should, I should have ended it. I should have." Yes, because asked, asked him about that, and he says, "I, I slowed them down for five hundred years or something." That's right. right. Yeah, isn't that uh, question sort of? Um, um, wasn't that in Fires of Pompeii? It, it's been touched on many times, I think, and and uh, so yeah, I. Well, speaking, of- I, I would be intrigued in seeing it revisited because it's such a basic ethical question about the Doctor and and us, and you know, I, I don't know. Well, speaking it's of um, fires of Pompeii, wh- yes, the Doctor when he first regenerates in the last series, he makes a mention of of his face, and uh, I wonder if we're going to get a, a explanation of that in this series, whether or not that has any meaning, whether why he chose this face. That he has now regenerated that into. Rumor is out there too. Yes, yes. Because he isn't the line literally. He says, "Why this face?" Yes, yes. something like that. Why did I look at his reflection first time? Yeah, yeah. Um, he refers to that angry Right? Yeah. Because we know we've seen it before, and we all know that uh, Muffet likes to play the long game. Right. Yeah. Or you don't get the payoff necessarily in that season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we, we have to acknowledge with. the fact that we saw Peter Capaldi in Fires of Pompeii, but we have to pretend like we didn't see Karen Gillan. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Any more questions, Kyle? Mm. <laughs> That's all I've got. Sorry. <laughs> Well, I, I like that you, you did raise the question whether or not we think we're going to get another uh, a new TARDIS interior, and I always think that's interesting to speculate on. I I kind of hope not. I really like this one. I like it a lot. And, well, we do uh, see some corridors in that trailer that looks almost yes. as though they're being rusted and almost underwater. Now, they may not have been TARDIS corridors, but they could have been. And there's some verbiage from the Doctor 
um, talking about um, something that you know, continues to surprise him. And I often I, I wonder in, in, in that whether some of what he's saying in there, not necessarily all of it, because um, there's the line. It basically ends with the line, "I'd like I want to kiss it to death." Um, <laughs> yes, that's right. But the lines prior to that, to me, sound like he's talking about the TARDIS. It's possible. That's and that's so, how I read that too. Yeah. Right. So it could be that we're going to get another, you know, inside the TARDIS episode. Mm -hmm. Which would be nice. I'd like that. I kind of mm -hmm. like exploring the TARDIS. Not too much, but just enough yeah. to make it interesting, you know. <laughs> uh, and all this speculation, uh, listeners, is from a one-and-a-half-minute teaser. <laughs> yes. Right. And our fevered imaginations... Well, we wouldn't be Doctor Who fans if we didn't tear, you know, go frame by frame and inspect every little nugget and speculate on everything. And, 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 and having said that, you know that, that that was carefully put together to make us do exactly what we're sitting here doing. Yeah, and right. perhaps throw us <laughs> well, you know, yes. off the track, you know. That's right. Yep. Exactly. You know, put us on the wrong scent and... <laughs> Walk up the wrong street. the garden path. So I, I, I think we ought to, yeah, end up that on, on, on that particular aspect anyway. That, that sounded like a wrap up to me. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, uh, Lewis. Lewis. Um, Lewis, could you um, put down the microphone for just a second? Uh, I think there's a very special announcement coming. Since the earliest days of podcasting, when Classic Who was the only Who, there has always been Louis Trapani. And that's why we call him the Podfather. Yes, indeed, the Podfather. And that's who we're here to talk about today. Our very own Louis Trapani and, of course, Hodgeok. There seems to be a, a nice group of people uh, gathered around our microphone here. And that crowd hub noises, crowd noises. <laughs> that hubbub and crowd noise was provided none other than, than Lee Shackelford. Hello, sir. Howdy. One of the one of the four here gathered to uh, to uh, tip our hats to Lewis and uh, to Podshock and to the Gallifreyan Embassy. Exactly. And uh, also donning his hat uh, or doffing his hat, should I say, is Mr. Carl Jones. Good oh. afternoon and good afternoon, gentlemen. And I just realized we have broken the first law of time. We are we are. Crossing our own time streams because I do believe we are also recording another episode, even as we, well, sort of speak. So, crossing time streams and oh, celebrating Podshot and the Gallifreyan Embassy, and of course, Louis Trapani. Yes, it's an episode within an episode. That's and right. We're, we're paying no more attention to the laws of time than the series does. So, exactly. Especially continuity wise. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, this little celebration wouldn't be complete without uh, uh, a couple of old relics. 
Well, one old relic in particular, Mr. Dave AC. <laughs> yeah, good to be here. Yeah. And, uh, I had a Ghostbuster image in my uh, head for a moment there. Don't cross the streams, but um, yes. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, this is the youngest party I've been to for ages, a 10-year party. Uh, there may be Jello later. Ooh, Jello. Jello. <laughs> yeah, I was robbed on Jello on a certain uh, commentary a few weeks ago. <laughs> David. <laughs> <laughs> keep it clean. Fish fingers clean. and custard. Fish fingers and custard. Yes, keep it clean. Fish fingers and custard. <laughs> but yes, we're we're gathered here to celebrate ten years of Podchock. Hang on, hang on. Who are you? You haven't said who you oh, are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm the mystery man. <laughs> I'm the 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 yeah the uh, I'm the master. Sorry. Forget all this missy business. I'm the master. No, I am none other than Ian, the Sixth Doctor. Visit. Hey, that's a hey, mouthful. Hey. You should see that on my business card. <laughs> and I have this whiskey. Is to be, this is so gentlemen, to be kind, of a, kind of a Valentine to Lewis. Supposed to be sort of a. Uh, I, I just. I hope we're not. Um, just taking it away from him, so he's saying, <laughs> "We know how you love to do this podcast, so we just decided we'd do it for you. So go away." Yes. No, this is. Uh... <laughs> mm. it, it, it's like uh... it's a surprise party. Yeah, it's surprise, a surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> yep, and don't be surprised if you blush a little bit while we wax lyrical somewhat about uh, not just your achievements because we do know that it's been a an ensemble that have brought podcasts together over the years but you've been the driving force behind it lewis and uh, so uh, with all due respect to all the other people that have made their contribution over the many years um uh, we are focusing on your contribution but if anybody wants to know a little bit about the background of uh, uh, Dr. Podshock, there's a wiki page for it. Did you know that? It's so famous, it's on wiki. And it lists some of the names that uh, may get a mention today. Ken Deep, James Norton, Graham Sheridan, Russell Hale, Colin Wardley, uh, Taras Natishan, uh, Bill, Billy Davis, Joshua Lou Freeman, who's uh, still at Playboy Ranch. Oh, that man. And... Um, Lots of other people that have uh, made their mark on it um, before it, it downgraded to the B team. <laughs> yeah, I've made my mark on it. <laughs> Try cleaning that off. <laughs> Pheromones. <laughs> you know, I, I had forgotten that there's that there's a Wikipedia page about Doctor Who Podshock, so I just dialed it up very quickly, and I, I, I assume that Lewis is a. Uh, is maintaining it, but it's it's got our names on it, guys. It's got our names on it. It does. Oh, I yes. wonder who did that. So yeah. yeah. Presented by Louis Trapani, Dave Cooper, Ian Bassett, Lee Shuckleford, Kyle Jones. How about that. Woohoo. Woo-hoo. Wow, we're like legit and stuff. Wow. Yeah, my name's spelled wrong, but that's okay, Lewis. Sure. <laughs> oh, one T, huh? Just one T. Oh, well, the other tea is for four o'clock. Yes. Ah, uh, tea time. It's, it's one tea and two lumps. <laughs> you know, guys, I was going back through. <laughs> what tea and two lumps? <laughs> I was going back through uh, looking up some research for this and found um, on the the old Gallifreyan Embassy site, uh, it dated August the 10th, 2005, and in 
typical Louis Trapani fashion, done at 4.32 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, and it reads, The Gallifreyan Embassy launches the premiere episode of Doctor Who Podshock, a new weekly international podcast on Doctor Who. Long time ago, and almost do not sure exactly when this is going out, but uh, could actually, if it's um, going out before the 10th of this year, could be around the exact uh, 10th anniversary. How about that? Now, Wikipedia says August 9th, but since it was in the wee small hours of the morning, I guess we we can can debate. Wibbly-wobbly. Yeah, exactly. Yes, so... What we thought we'd do, very quickly, is uh, go around the room and and kind of wax lyrical about uh, how we uh, found ourselves uh, in this in this lovely room, this room called Pelchuk. Um So, guys, if you wouldn't mind, kind of sharing your memories of Podchuk and uh, how it was you came to be here. We'll start with you, Lee. Since the question was raised, uh, I've been thinking about it, and I don't remember. I cannot remember how I found Doctor Who Podshock, how it how it came into my life. But I do remember that I was listening during the days when uh, Lewis was hosting a, a, a competition to create a, a theme song, mm. and um, and that I was uh, enjoying the uh, the process. You know, that, that, that was just a lot of fun that uh, someone was going to emerge as having written the definitive. Uh, Doctor Who uh, entry theme, and uh, and it was a lot of fun, um, <clears throat> and of course that was when uh, when uh, Ken Deep and uh, James Naughton were the co-hosts. So it name checked the three of them in that uh, in that opening title, and I just I just loved it. I was so happy about that. Um, not long after that, I want to say I got uh, very very sick, very ill, and um, I was in the hospital and uh, well, on the on on the very edge of death, guys, on a razor's edge with no hope of regeneration. And um, I, uh, my, my uh, wife at the time, she brought uh, me my uh, uh, MP3 stuff. I guess it was all on my computer. And uh, there in the hospital, I downloaded as far back as I could get of Podshock. So that's what I did while I was in the hospital, was I listened to episode after episode after episode. And, uh, and I, 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 I uh, called the show not long after that and said, I think Podshock may have pulled me through. Um, it was just something that, um, you know, seemed to meet my exact state of uh, drug-addled mind. And um, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. And, and you know, I, I wish that I knew who this was, but about the same time, someone else called the show and had a very similar story about um, an illness or injury or something like that. And he had also... Um, kind of convalesced or, or recovered uh, by listening to episode after episode of Podshock. And uh, so uh, I, I've always um, wanted to go back and listen to that again because I, I'd like to know more about that. Um, but um, I uh, met Lewis for the first time at Gallifrey after that. And so I was able to go up to him and say, um, I'm that guy. I'm that guy who, <laughs> who called you from his hospital bed saying, Podshock pulled me through. And, <laughs> And um, and then the next um, the next Gallifrey that I was at was the one where uh, Lewis and Ken and James were all in the same room for the first time, and so I was uh, I was present for uh, for that event as well and uh, the panel that resulted. So um, 
Those are some. Those are some of my early memories of Podshock. Well, actually, appropriately, we've we've got a little bit of um, a nod and an acknowledgement of uh, that particular event. So I go thought on, I could uh, segue to that. Yeah, yeah. Let's let, let's do that. Hi, Lewis, Ken, and James, and all the Podshock listeners. Uh, this is Dave AC. Uh, it's sometimes I sent in some feedback, uh, but I just wanted to send in really more of a thank you to yourself, uh, Lewis, and to James for coming on with Ian, the Sixth Doctor, and myself, Dave AC, for a special studio episode of the Cult and Collective podcast. The reason I'm saying it here is because it was a special show we did about getting to Galley. Uh, all the guys who've listened to your show just know how successful and how appreciated you were when you did your live show on the Sunday at Gala 21. And we asked James if he would come on and tell us Brits how to get to Gala 22. That's Catch 22 that will be the 18th to the 20th of February 2011. Uh, he kindly did so. And also, of course, Lewis makes a bit of a surprise appearance. I sent you a little short clip of that just to let your listeners know uh, what they could be listening to on the Cult and Collective podcast and please if you don't want to listen to all our shows at least check out that particular one from the Torchshoe site or from iTunes and with that I'll hand you back to Lewis, Ken and James thank you guys well not just yet because uh, I've got a little clip of that show we did The Road to Galley 30th of March 2010 Ian and here it comes wow. <laughs> uh, I mean, um, I speaking for myself, I remember um, both of those uh, where they said that, you know, unfortunately, James can't be with us. And, and then the next one was, I think, extra special for all of us who, who listen, because, you know, for those of us who have followed Podshock for that long, it was a, a wonderful thing to just to know that you the three of you had you know gotten together we're in the same room for the first time yeah. we all lived kind of vicariously it's like well maybe maybe if the three of them can all meet together at the same place at the same time then <laughs> maybe we all can indeed and, and I, I, yeah. I i noticed in the clip that they've played that the, the applause this year was much bigger than last year's show it was are we to be honest um we were sort of worried before we went to califray because Last year, the attendance was huge, 20 women, and it broke all records. So much so that they they decided this year that they had to rejig the convention a bit, reorganize things, and they, they doubled the size of the main ballroom, the main sort of programming room. Right. So we were, we were worried that we weren't going to be able to fill it because last time we should have had... I don't know, it was 50%, 75% full, you know, mainly because we'd always been on Sunday morning at like 10 or 11 o'clock. So a lot of people were still sort of nursing hangovers and all the rest of it and, and couldn't couldn't make it. And, you know, you don't have to be there, of course, because you can listen to the podcast when it's online later. Right. But So this year we had a uh, a much sort of, Better time slot, a little later. I think it was at one, one in the afternoon or a little later, if memory serves. Right. And uh, the room was packed. It was phenomenal. Standing out on stage in front of, you know, a, a massive crowd and everybody went nuts as soon as we got on stage. It was absolutely amazing and very, very humbling as well, actually, that so many people had... Uh, 
had come along to, right. to see us, you know. Right. Now, now, let's, now, let's what's... backtrack a little to – because, I mean, as I said, you know, we were, we were all kind of listened to, to the first time you guys met, and it was, you know, kind of geeky for us. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Dave. You had something to well, say. Well, that's right. I want to come in because, um, I mean, I've just got a little surprise for you. Hello, Lewis Trapani here of Doctor Who Pachuk, the Sonic News Driver, Hitchhiker's Guide to British Sci-Fi, to name a few podcasts. And I'm here to talk about James. Yes, James Norton of Doctor Who Pachuk and Hitchhiker's Guide to British Sci-Fi. I had the pleasure of first meeting James. Well, it's kind of weird because, you know what, we've been recording together for... And that was where we just uh, pulled a little clip out uh, from that show in. Memories. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Um, so whose turn is it next? <laughs> I think it would be perfect for Dave. Dave, I would like to hear how you transitioned. And I think since you just played those, I think this would be a good time to get, let us know how you became part of the show. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, um let me uh, say that um, don't forget that with with Podshock, I mean, Lewis has really put an awful lot of work in it because if you go to the iTunes site, there's uh, I think there's three versions of Podshock. There's the uh, there's the Podshock um, uh, enhanced version where you have all the chapters and, and it looks absolutely great on the mobile devices and on mm-hmm. Apple devices where you get all the chapter marks and oh, uh, the amount of work. Yeah, that goes into it is unbelievable. Uh, and then there's the um, the MPEG three, and then there's the the live versions that were done on Torchu. And um, let me just read what I put um, as a, a little mini review on the the Podshot live one. And this I wrote um, um, ooh, going back to April two thousand and seven. So uh, getting on for. Um, eight years ago, just over eight years ago, in fact. So this is when I was a fan rather than a participant. So um, I wasn't uh, beating myself up here. This was it. So here's what I put. Um, uh, This Doctor Who podcast is quickly becoming the place to chat with like-minded people from across the world, especially as the current season airs in the UK. Fans brought together here for their love of this continuing adventure across time and space. The characters, the themes, the dilemmas, and how that is realised from week to week. Exciting both young and old. We will give a lot. It will give you a lot to think about and urge you to get involved. This podshot gives everyone exposure to such varied viewpoints. And if you're a newcomer or you're an old hand, your input will be both valued and challenged. Dissected or echoed. Listen in, then join in. Doctor Who podshot. Cheers, Dave AC. Because, of course, that was where I came into podshot in the the live shows where uh, people were allowed to come in. Uh, the standard uh, three members, as they were then, uh, Ken James and Lewis, would, would run for about uh, half an hour and give their thoughts on a particular episode, and then they would invite people to come in. And um, Ian will no doubt tell you how appalling my audio was at the time. But... Um, no doubt, um, it spurred on by that, um, I spent quite a few pounds and dollars in the intervening years to try and uh, recover from that bad start. And then um, I got invited to uh, come on and uh, help out as a sort of uh, occasional co-host along with uh, with people like Darth and uh, 
Joshua Liu and uh, um, Tara Statician and um, um, Dar Skeptical, uh, uh, Ian, of course, and uh, Graham and uh, Colin, uh, a lot of other people that were welcomed with open arms on that show. Um, there's someone else I'm missing as well, which I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, Russell, Russell Hale, of course, uh, from Ramble with Lo Russell. So lots of us joined in there. Um, and, of course, um, Lewis, for a great part of the time, would then put up the polished... Uh, performance. What I will urge people to do if they are subscribed to iTunes uh, to the main feed do do a, a bit more of a search and you'll find uh, those three different ones. The main one to look out for perhaps is the live ones because uh, there was a whole section, a whole uh, uh, season of Doctor Who that we covered um, that uh, Lewis was unfortunately not able to transcribe to the uh, uh, the, the higher um, enhanced format uh, due to things that happened to him with the um, the terrible Hurricane Sandy, which he has just celebrated. That can't be the right word, Ian, but he's just hmm. passed the 1,000-day mark recovering from that. Um, so um, his travails uh, continue. But um, it was about that time Ian and myself crossed swords as well. <laughs> <laughs> crossed swords but yes. there's something you do not know I do not fence with my left hand ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear I, I guess that's a perfect segue for, for, for my turn huh sounded yep. like one yeah I think that nah, was the sound of a ball so being far. tossed yeah yeah yes my story of podcasting uh, begins pretty much with uh, with Doctor Who Podshock, although it had uh, my lead into it was was rather interesting. Uh, some friends of mine had started their own podcast. It's the first time I'd heard this word, and uh, so they explained the whole process to me. They recorded this thing and they put it up, and and people listened to it. And I'm well known for saying <laughs> this, these words. Well, that'll never take off. Who wants to hear this? <laughs> just average people talking about something that they're interested in and putting it out on the internet. I thought that's boring. that's 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 going to be boring. Who who'd ever want to do something like that? And so I listened. I I guested on my friend's podcast and and thought, well, I'll listen to this. And while I was after I did I listened to it, I said, well, what else is out there as far as is, is podcast. So I went to my first and biggest interest, which is Doctor Who. And that's how I found Podshock. And that's how I found Dave AC. Because as Dave has already pointed out, that I would point out, and I will, his audio was atrocious. I actually remember <laughs> Dave from well before I even talked to him for the first time because of his audio. He would send in these reviews and they just had the worst possible audio and and he's come a long way. He's come a long way. And uh <laughs> through through Podshock, um then I, I I discovered, you know, this bigger community that was out there. Um and discovered people like West Hubbard who uh, was at the time running uh, a live show which followed Podshock. 
and um, I got involved with them. That's where I met Dave for the first time. And Dave and I decided that we'd chat every now and then and talk about wine. So push came to shove, and we ended up helping run a podcast and then had our own. Just, and just kind of created a little bit of a collective, right? Yes, just a bit of a collective. Yeah. That's a that's a that's good a word. word. I like that's that. A good yeah. word. Yes, yeah. it's like a little yes. cult or something. Yeah, yeah. Cult. <laughs> well, a cult, yeah. cult dum, cult dum. Yeah. Yeah. I like that about cults. That's right. Yeah, cult dum. Yeah, that's a that's a good word too. Um, but yes, uh, Dave and I formed the Cult and Collective, and basically it all comes down to uh, Lewis and the gang from Podshock, um, and. I really couldn't <laughs> – I had to pinch myself when I was first on Podshock because uh, Lewis just treated me like, a, you know, a, a regular person when I came on. And I was – to me, it was I was in the presence of, of, of you know, podcasting royalty uh, and Doctor Who royalty at, at, at that, um, which I'm sure he'd be shaking his head at going, no, 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 no. But to me, it was it was a huge thrill and an honor to be asked to participate um, on on one of the, the the main shows, and it was an even bigger thrill to be able to do the uh, live from. That was a huge. I played that back like four or five times when I right. listened to the show, right. just to hear me or, doing it. Thirty or forty times. <laughs> yeah, something like that. That's probably closer to the truth. And I got a thrill every time I listened to it, just because I finally got to say those words. And uh, so, yeah, um, Podshock had a huge impact on on my fandom. Uh, it, it's I had been involved in. In regular fanzine type meeting in a, a, a community center hall type fandom prior to that, and this was a whole different ball game. Uh, and you know, at the time, social media was just kind of getting off the ground. You know, there were MySpace pages, now there's Facebook pages and groups, and and you know, it's this whole wider community which I wouldn't have had without Podchuck and without Lewis and Ken and and James. And, uh, yeah, so I'm lifting my glass, literally, uh, it's full of whiskey, uh, to, uh, to you, Lewis, and to Podchuck. Yeah. Happy birthday. Mm, well said. I did say it well, didn't I? Thank you. you did, yes, yes. Yeah. It, it really was quite good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Now, oh, I, think, I, think, yeah. I think it's everybody, isn't it? Oh, no, it's kind of. <laughs> uh, just, uh, just, you know, forget about me. There you go. So, who? Now, um, who, he, exactly? He had his cloaking device on. <laughs> ah, yeah. Uh, it's, the, it's that whole crossing your time stream thing. That's just what's going on. You're but, flickering, but, Kyle. You're... Yeah. But, but seriously, uh, going back a little bit uh, to where I uh, came across um, Lewis and came across Podshock, I can take that back to probably 2006, seven. Eight, somewhere about whenever I got my first iPod. And one of the first things I did, I remember, you know, putting on your music. And then I said, oh, what's this podcast? Had no idea uh, what these things were. And lo and behold, my, my first thing that I, um, you know, did a search on was, of course, Doctor Who. And I don't know if Doctor Who Podshot was the first thing that I found. I do, however, remember 
listening to it for the first time and thinking, wow, this is really professionally done. It sounds really great. And you start listening, you start listening, and I remember being hooked. I remember listening. I would go uh, exercise, walk, listening to it while I hate exercising and hate walking. Uh, so having said that, that helped pass along the time. And jump up for about two years to Matt Smith's first uh, Christmas special was the first time I actually called in. And I can remember clearly, or as you know, if it were two moments ago, I can remember when I heard Louis Trapani say, Kyle, and I know that I'm live and I feel the uh, <laughs> almost the sweat and the uh, your heart pounding because it was like, oh my goodness, I'm actually about to talk. And jump up a couple of more years to last um well actually i'm going to uh bounce back just a little bit while i'm bouncing back and forth uh i remember uh lewis's first uh, pod shot after uh coming back from sandy i remember listening i was coming back from the mississippi gulf coast listening to it and i heard uh him say live from uh, this is pod shot within a pod and he was explaining everything that happened and it was like okay you're following along with this and then here I come to last year with uh, season eight and participating in the talk show shows again completely nervous listening to Dave and Lewis talk and then when it was my turn I go back and I listen and yes I also had bad audio and listening to the things that I was saying, how I was sounding, how I was repeating myself. And I was like, wow, I've come a long way. But all that long way would not have been possible had it not been for Lewis uh, deciding at some point in 2005, I want to do a podcast about Doctor Who. And here we are, all four of us today, doing a tribute to someone who I think all four of us could say has had a you know pretty good major impact on how we communicate and enjoy a program that we all love and enjoy. So for me, I give you a hundred percent cheers. Uh, this is fantastic. Thank you for everything that you've done with Podshock and that everything you will continue to do. So cheers. Brilliant. Yeah, uh, I'm yep. just looking back, trying to find out when I actually got classed as a regular, and it was, uh, I think it was episode 80 from um, May 2007. And I noticed uh, Merlin McCarley was on that one as well, Ian, who, uh, mm. who, who, who listens in now, can't always get on an audio, but uh, listens in and follows now. And that, um, uh, that was way back then. And of course, just, for those who are not familiar with with, with the the numbering, we're we're now um, the the previous one to this one that you're listening to now was episode three twenty eight. So um, really a fantastic backlog, and uh, as we know, we're not celebrating things like the Hitchhiker's Guide to British Sci-Fi and the Sonic News Driver, but those are other things that um, Lewis has also put out there for people. And um, if you want to know the full extent of what uh, Lewis does, um, he, he has um, a, a proper web, a proper a grown-up website called <laughs> Art Trap. 
Productions. So that's www.arttrap.com. And uh, so you'll see that, um, and he puts a lot of blogs and information up there. Um, so it has really been a fantastic ride. Uh, Doctor Who, of course, has been going from strength to strength. Uh, and during all that time, Podshop was an integral part of that. Um, uh, got knocked off, off course a little bit with uh, some of the things that have um, happened um, uh, as life unfortunately interrupts our playtime, as we all know from time to time. You heard Lee said uh, about a massive thing. I'm wondering whether the person you were thinking about was our Kobo. Um, uh, it could have been Ken because both those two people uh, have, uh, have have laid at the door of Podshock there uh, being saved from um, a particular difficult time in their own mm. uh, life um, uh, through illness or, or whatever has happened. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. You know, yes. uh, it's true. We, we should definitely encourage people to go look at uh, Art Trap Productions online. And um, um, but um, I think it's also true that there's no way that people can really know the the, the kind of work that Lewis puts into this stuff because uh, all of us who participate in these recordings know that sometimes we talk the most. Um, inane gibberish and Lewis then somehow hones that into a coherent show. <laughs> and if you've ever sat at a mixing board of any kind, you know, that's um, not always easy. Um, and uh, I <laughs> I have to salute his post-production work just... Um, here, here. Yeah, the, the end result is um, uh, especially uh, impressive to those of us who heard what a, what a mess we gave him to work with in the first place. So... Uh, <laughs> exactly. You know, I, this is I completely random, but reminding oh. you that Doctor Who Podshock is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible. Just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 150,000 titles. Let me say that again. 150,000 titles to choose from. Imagine a genre. They've got an audiobook in it. And these files play on iPhones. Kindles, iPads, any smartphone. In fact, over 500 different devices. Now, for fans of Dr. Who Ponchak, Audible is offering a free download when you start a new Audible subscription. You can choose anything at all from that vast library, but we know you'll want to get one of their delicious Dr. Who titles. They're performed for you by actors you know and love, wonderful voices, uh, Tom Baker, Paul McGann, David Tennant, on and on it goes. Try it out for 30 days, and if at the end of that month you decide Audible is not for you, you still get to keep that Doctor Who book you downloaded. So let me put it this way. Free Doctor Who book, right? So here's how to get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash podjock. That's audibletrial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash podjock. Pick your free book. You're going to love it. Well, okay. say, serious, seriously, when I grow up, I've decided I want to be able to talk like Lee Shackelford. Just, just <laughs> say. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> well, exactly. That's one of the reasons why I play that, because it, 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 it not only uh, gives uh, Lewis an extra little free advert in his show, <laughs> but um, 
but it also shows that people that listened to to Podshot weren't just willing to listen. They wanted to contribute. I mean, uh, Blue Box Bill sends in uh, lots of feedback. Lots of other people send it in, and that is encouraged. Uh, there may be some delay in getting to that feedback. In fact, I think... Um, you may hear Lee at some other point in this very podcast uh, reading out some feedback. Um, but the point is that people want to do that. They want to take part. They want to uh, provide uh, you know, support for, for Lewis and all the other members that have run um, this very successful... Um, and let's face it, in the podcasting world, and, and I know because I, I deal with quite a little bit of uh, podcasting... Um, for things to stay the course and run 10 years is literally, we're talking less than 5% of the podcasts that start out. Uh, first six weeks, easy peasy. First six months, it sorts the men from the boys. When you get into your second, <laughs> third and fourth year, uh, then you really, you're in it for the long haul. And uh, Ian and myself, we've only been able to go for six years because we have that uh, gathering of people around us that, that give input, give their time, uh, give encouragement and give suggestions. That happens on a whole higher level and a higher scale with Podshock. Um, people wanting to endorse it, listen to it, encourage it, and um, and, and seek it out uh, wherever they find it. Unfortunately, because of uh, the things that we've talked about before, um, Lewis's uh, profile is probably not as visible as it was uh, earlier on, but um, that actually, to me, magnifies the achievement that he's done at keeping the, um, the podcast going. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, we no, salute I, you on uh, six years of the Cultum Collective, and uh, thank you very much. That's uh, just just past that anniversary, right? And um, yep. uh, yeah, it, it's true. It's not easy, uh, and you didn't have a, a superstorm come tear through your house either. Did you? Exactly. So, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> for which know, we I, may be and, grateful. Yeah. Yes. And I think I uh, I speak for uh, Lee. And Lee, feel free to add in if you you know so wish to do so. But I think one of the things that makes this such an interesting phenomenon, if you want to call it that, is you know I I, I look at what we're doing right now. I look at you know what we'll be doing when the new series comes out, and the fact that I sitting here am able to participate. In this, listening and talking to people that I have listened to and gotten to know as a voice of Podshock or the voice of Doctor Who or whatever you want to call it over the years is very humbling. And, you know, I think the level of professionalism that's been brought to this, yes, it is fan made. Yes, it is uh, something that is enjoyed by many, many people, but he does it in such a way that it is very professional and professionally done. And I think that's part of what brings the appeal that it does. Yeah. Yeah. Slickness counts. He makes us sound good. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, that's why I made the the uh, the, the Podfather uh, little uh, intro thing. I mean, that was my my big Valentine to Lewis, and I I spent probably more time on that than uh, I don't know <laughs> than somebody with the right equipment and and uh, expertise would have. But uh, uh, but I just I so wanted it to be up to the level of quality 
of what we hear on the Podshock uh, episode after episode. And uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I imagine my thrill the first time he played that on an episode. <laughs> I said, yeah. He's playing my thing. <laughs> great. I, I, I still remember when they, I, I was either they read out or I had actually uh, sent in, I'd sent in either an audio review or, or, I typed one out and and sent it in, and I just remember the first time I they had my review on there. I was like, "Oh, I made it! <laughs> I made the cut." Because in name. my mind, you know, there's oodles of, and there probably is oodles and oodles of, you know, reviews and that coming in, and and they have to pick, and and they picked my one, and that was fantastic. You know, it was Absolutely. either me or it was fantastic. either me or Dave. <laughs> Well, if it's the word fantastic, it must have been me. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. It was you, you or Chris why? So was I. So was I. Uh, and, and the thing and is, so uh, it's no mean achievement as well to... to um, I mean, we actually got the embarrassment... <laughs> what they call an embarrassment of riches in the Doctor Who field because um, uh, there was a great movement... Um, uh, and I think it was um, really some of the guys from Staggering Stories that really uh, got things moving with the um, the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Um, uh, I, I, and there was some, I mean, obviously, uh, uh, Michael from the Tin Dog Podcast, uh, uh, you know, some real, uh, and the Radio Free Scar guys. And, the, uh, and we got this coming together of uh, Doctor Who th- um, podcasts. Now, I'm not, I, I don't know anything about commercial life, but it, they always used to say, you know, if, if you opened a, you know, a, I don't know, a record store on a street, you didn't want anybody opening a record street within five miles because they'd take your business. And then a different scenario came in where suddenly people found, actually, you want destination shopping. So if people can go and park the car in a multi-story car park and in the space of a mile visit five different record shops or DVD shops or Blu-ray shops, in actual fact, the market grows. And that's what the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance did. I mean, just talking about that, there are 149 podcasts. No, not episodes, 149 different podcasts. Some of them that take rest from time to time, be sure, but there are still, uh, you know, um, a handful of um, ones that may be standing head to shoulders above the others. Now, the great thing about Doctor Who is that my handful may be not Ian's handful. <laughs> that sounded rude, but you know what I mean. Um, what are we talking the, about? <laughs> the, the point is that there is, uh, you know, a plethora of podcasts that people can choose and people do get use you uh, like kyle and lee um reading between the lines and basically said there they become to feel as though they're in a family they're in a group um they 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 grow to uh have a familiarness with the voice of those people and um they become to identify uh, their view of dot two and what's happening uh, with that podcast they may not agree with all the different viewpoints that are put forward, but, um, you know, you can't follow 149 podcasts. I mean, I did at one time, I had something like 34 different Doctor Who podcasts on my iTunes thing, but I was ending up, you know, I'd, I'd delete five because I hadn't been able to have time to listen to them. So mo- 
most people, you know, they'll pick their Radio Free Scar or the Staggering Stories, the Tin Dog podcast. But amongst those, I would venture to say, you know, nine out of ten people choosing their five, Podshot would have been in that group. Mm-hmm. So... Um, to do that, I mean, uh, what else should I mention? I mean, um, because we're celebrating podcasting in general here, you know. Uh, I don't know which ones, you know, we've had Bridging the Rift, uh, uh, the, the Flashing Blade, um, um, uh, the Who Cast. Um, I mean, the, the Omega podcast, uh, which brought a real professionalism. In actual fact, when the Omega podcast came in, made a lot of podcasts try and up their game. So, uh, and, and of course, Graham Sheridan with his, um, uh, well, he does things that are not just Doctor Who related as the, the cult collective. But what I'm trying to say is um, you would have thought Doctor Who would have been swamped by all this, but it's not. People seek out and find... Uh, shows where you know the pacing is what they want, the contribution is what they want, the 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 level of news and feedback is what they want. What I think they get from uh, Podshock, and this is talking about you know not Ian and my contributions, even uh, the exalted Lee and Kyle's contributions. I'm talking about the long term contributions. Is you know, you feel as though you, you're you're listening in um, to a company of friends. Luckily, if you're like me and Ian, you have a drink to hand, and and you're you're commenting and going along with it, and um, it it brings you closer to your fan base or the fan base of Doctor Who. Uh, Ian, can you put a better spin on it than that? Uh, perhaps in better words. No, actually, I think you did very well. I think you did as well as well. Well as well. Pretty well, good. As, as well as I did swell. Well. Did I did swell. Yeah, swell. You did swell. You did swell. What an elegant, swellegant party this is. Oh, no. We have to stop if I start singing. <laughs> um, All right. Well, so, I... Hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just wondering, since we have crossed our own timeline, if we should... Hmm. Uh, basically, you know, go back into the future or would it be the past or wherever it might be and rejoin ourselves in this regularly scheduled podcast. You want to hand it back to Lewis? I don't know about that. Should we hand it back to Lewis, Ian? We locked it out in the hall, I think. (laughs) Yes. Hey, hey, hey Dave, let's hand it back to Dave. (laughs) Hand it back to Dave, hand it back to me, hand it back to Lewis. Good. <laughs> yes, I think we've done enough damage to this time stream. <laughs> but I, I, wonder I, I, I wonder if we'll retain. I'm sorry. I just wonder if we'll retain any of this. Just curious. Who knows? Dave's retaining something right now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I shall for at least ten minutes more. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Uh, thank you for all your kind words. I think I speak for all of us when we say happy birthday, Podshock. And here, here. happy birthday to Lewis, who, who continues to keep Podshock alive and well. And uh, he occasionally has some help from some very respectable gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And then Don't know who us. they are. <laughs> and then, then, the then we us. help too. <laughs> yeah, KBO. Yep. 
KBO. Here's to another 10 years, Lewis. Thank you, you for everything. Cheers. Bye. Oh, we're back. Well, I want to say uh, thank you to um, to Dave and Ian and Kyle and Lee for that. That was completely unsolicited, and I'm very touched. And I, words don't really um, express my gratitudes for, for for them doing that. That was done unbeknownst to myself. <laughs> you, you can have your show back now. There you go. <laughs> Crossing well, time streams over. Yeah, we crossed <laughs> the streams, um, and and um, well, and and I was. It is very touching. It's it's something you know. I, as I said at the top of the show, is that this is, uh, you know, it's been a, a ten long, a ten year long project, and it continues on, and and so much has um, you know changed, as we can say in the news segments. So much we've seen, so much news come and go, and, and both um, and, and in all our personal lives, we've you know life hits us you know in good ways and bad ways, and you know and Dr. Pachak's been there throughout it all, you know from doing amazing interviews with people connected to the show, and um, you know um, getting to meet many of the listeners in person and at various venues and um, making all these new friends and the, the tragedies as well and the setbacks and but we still here we're still together we're still doing it we're still talking about doctor who and it's enlightening and it's um encouraging and um you know and i and again thank you all for and i, I gotta thank all our listeners too that um, especially those that have been here throughout the 10 years and uh but we appreciate everyone and when, if you're just tuning in right well you know i use the term tuning in but it's a podcast if you're just listening right now to this show for the first time uh we appreciate you as well so it's um you know there's so much of Doctor Who history, and there's so much of of Doctor Who future ahead of us. So there's um. You, you do know on the Academy Awards they'd be playing the music. At yeah, this they point. would be playing. <laughs> 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 and I want to thank my family, yeah. and I want to thank my my, bum, my bum, executive bum. producer, my lawyer. And <laughs> well, th- thanks everyone, old and new, and everyone that's made the show possible. I, obviously, it's it's it, it, as I've always said, it's not a one man show or a four man show or a five man show. It's it's everyone, everyone's participating, everyone that's sending feedback and everything. It's made the show what it is. No, it's all 13. <laughs> it's all 13. <laughs> We've reached right. celebrating this, uh, <laughs> this anniversary uh, for a while yet, too, if I understand right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll keep, um, you know, I was thinking about what can we do for an anniversary show, and it was just like, you know, 10 years of history, how can you encapsulate that all in one episode? And it's just, it was too mind-boggling to conceive of what we could do. And so I, I figured, well, instead of uh, trying to think of what we can do in one episode, maybe we'll sprinkle some little uh, trinkets here and there in future episodes, uh, you know, looking back at the past 10 years and um, as a way to uh, celebrate our 10th uh, anniversary. And so that's something to look forward to. And uh, yeah, just... There ain't no party like a Go ahead, I'm sorry. There ain't no party like a Time Lord party, because a Time Lord party don't stop. There you go. It just regenerates. And I just want to make a mention that, because um, it was mentioned um, while we were crossing streams, while you guys were crossing streams, I should say, that the the Wikipedia page, I, I don't have anything to do with. I, it's, it's bad net etiquette to edit your own 
data or your own information on Wikipedia. So I, I, yeah. I, I don't do that. So I, I know there was speculation that I keep up, keep that up to date. It's there, there's some errors on it. So I, I haven't, you know, I, 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 you know, whatever, whoever does it, does it, but there's, uh, I'm grateful to have yeah. it. Don't get me wrong. It's just that, you know, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't edit that myself now. It is a lot cooler if you're not the one doing that. Yeah, yeah it's, that it's is, frowned uh, upon if you edit your own information. It is. Yeah. So He's joking that somewhat. Yeah, I'm sure Ian has. <laughs> yeah, it. somewhere, but yeah. <laughs> There's a special wiki whatever page for that. All right. <laughs> well, I, I think that's going to bring this show to a close. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening for the past 10 years. And thanks thanks again for you four gentlemen here and everyone else that's participated in the show. And, um, and this has been a great episode. And as always, we want to hear back from you, um, you know, about what you might think you know of the upcoming series of Doctor Who or um, or anything about the past Doctor Who or if you so be it about Doctor Who Podchock if you like you can call the Doctor Who public the Doctor Who Podchock public call box at 206-337-4699 uh, that works as voicemail and um, you know we don't charge you anything for it but make sure your carrier may so just be aware of it that's a it's a US number 206-337-4699 I also encourage you to just to validate that number is correct because sometimes that number changes so go to our website pachak.net and you can see the feedback tab on the top there and that will tell you what you know the latest phone number if it has changed what it is uh, you can also record your message and send it to us uh, at feedback at um, pachak.net that's feedback at pachak.net and we always welcome your feedback. I, um, and we will have more feedback for you in our next episode, and that I can assure you of. <laughs> and, um, but until then, thanks, everyone, and enjoy. Um, it's August, so if you're enjoying summer, and enjoy your summer, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. <laughs> have been listening to Doctor Who Podshock, presented to you by the fan-run GallifreyNMC.org. Doctor Who is owned and trademarked by the BBC. Doctor Who Podshock is not affiliated with the BBC in any way. Doctor Who Podshock theme music by Jeff Smith at thejeffsmith.com. This has been a production of Art Trap Productions and has been made possible by supporting subscribers and donations from listeners like you. This podcast is also supported by the Podchuck Podcast Companion app now in the iTunes App Store. Visit ArtTrap.com for more information on this and other podcasts. I'm not exactly breaking the laws of time, but I am bending them a little.